0: Welcome to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. Be sure to check us out on iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. Click that subscribe button and leave a comment. Anyways, I got my guy Q in here. I'm your host, Kyle Cognitory, so let's get right into it. Q, I know you are a huge hockey
1: fan but you don't know much about hockey.
0: Negative. Um, I'm not a
1: huge hockey fan, but I do love to watch it when I do watch it. It's very intense. Um, actually fun fact, when I was in, I want to say fourth grade, I actually had the thought of trying out for a local hockey team. So I was very inspired by the mighty ducks and it was something that I wanted to do. It looked fun, and I did not end up doing it. Yo, now that you brought
0: up the Mighty Ducks, which is a huge flashback, did you see they're doing a reboot and the first episode's
1: already out? I did see that. That's what kind of popped in my head once you said hockey. So shout-out to the teams that are in the the Frozen Four. I, I don't know any of the four teams that are in the remaining but I know Minnesota has a couple squads in there, so good luck to them. Well, the the
0: the, the, the Frozen Four right now is UMass, uh, Minnesota Duluth, St. Cloud State, and Minnesota State. And also, shout out Emilio Estevez for bringing back Mighty Ducks, one of my favorites growing up. And I did catch the first episode on Disney+. And it is actually very good. I was very surprised. I thought it would be trash. But it is actually amazing. So I highly suggest watching it.
1: Nothing like the classics, right? Classics, classics—the stuff we, the stuff we grew up watching. That's gotta love it. Gotta love it.
0: Well, all right. So, college basketball. Before we get into, you know, the tournament, something I do want to talk about: the Gophers fired Patino, and I love the hire. They brought in Ben Johnson, who I think that's is it. going to be amazing at keeping in-state talent, which is something the Gophers have struggled with as of late. Um, the only in-state talent. Patino really kept was when Ben was actually on the staff, uh, so I'm I'm really jacked about that. I see he's already brought back Jamison Battle. Shout out Jamison.
1: Yeah, that's huge for, uh, you know, the state of Minnesota. You know, I know there's a lot of universities that struggle with keeping uh, talent in state, and uh, Wisconsin kind of being on that same type of path as well. You know, they have a lot of guys that. You know, don't stay around just because they don't like the the type of basketball it is. I mean, there's different schools for different types of basketball. You have your traditional swing with, you know, Madison. You know, Marquette's more of an up and down, which we see our, our boy Dawson's playing and had a pretty solid freshman season. So, um, yeah, shout out to, to Minnesota for making the in-state hire. We're looking forward to the next recruiting class and the, the talent that stays around.
0: You know, I'm not. I'm not saying that what I'm about to say is even possible. I'm not saying it's possible, so I don't want to. I don't want to get people's hopes up. But I'm saying, Ben, if I'm Ben, first of all, he's already got the whole community behind him. As far as uh, alumni people who used to play on the team, like he has them backing him. He's got coaches that are in the NFL that are assistant coaches backing him. He's got former players, everybody at his disposal. I think everybody's so jacked that was an alum to that program. Um, so if, if I'm Ben, I'm doing everything in my power to call Dawson Garcia's family to see if he's interested in, in transferring since Wojo just got uh, fired, see if he's got any interest. I'm calling Chet Holmgren as much as possible. I'm calling <laughs> every everybody that that's that's anybody that has connections to the state of Minnesota. I am calling them and just giving feelers, trying to plant seeds.
1: Anything. I mean, if there's a time to enter the transfer portal for these guys that have attended universities already, it's probably now. Especially with you know all the guys that are you know looking to to transfer, to transition to a different program. I see we have, uh, speaking of Wisconsin, Shaka Smart is now heading to Marquette. So that is interesting. Um, That's that's what I wonder.
0: Is Dawson staying now? Because I know Shaka recruited him pretty hard too when he was at Texas.
1: I would, personally, with the new coach. You know, obviously he has a resume of winning programs and turning programs around. You know, that's that's a good thing. Um, there was something else I had to say that I, uh, I'm kind of losing my train of thought. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's good for Marquette. Um, this, is what, this is actually what I was going to say. The point guard for Michigan State, Rocket Watts, he's entering the transfer portal. So, if there's any time to make a move, I think that time would be now.
0: Man, it's intriguing. It's intriguing. I, I'm juiced up. I'm ready to hear what happens. Well, well, tell me what you're thinking about this tournament right now.
1: Man, we had some early upsets. We had some predictable wins that we thought would happen. And now we're in the Elite Eight, closing out to go towards the Final Four. Last night we had Oregon State fall into Houston 67-61. Kind of a game that I figured would be that way. You know, Houston came out with early energy. Oregon State fought back you know, made it a two-possession game at a point in the second half after being down as much as 16 or 18 in the first half. So I figured they were going to come out with some energy second half and make it a game. They did. They couldn't get over the hump, but Houston has really opened some eyes. They're playing extremely well. They have some solid bigs in there that offensive rebound their ass off. And those offensive rebounds create Second and third chance opportunities on that first possession. If you can get three, four shots of possession. More than likely, you're going to win. Especially if you got scorers around you. So I mean, you got a uh, Grimes out there hitting threes. The point guard for Houston. He's very crafty and a good facilitator. Also a great defender. They're playing well. I wouldn't be surprised to see them upset someone in that final four too. Because personally, I didn't have them get them past the Sweet Sixteen.
0: You know, I, I, I had him losing this round. No, 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 not this round. I think it's the next round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, dude, my, I, my bracket's jacked up, though. I'm, I'm all set. I just, Gonzaga, that's all I got going on right now.
1: <laughs> I, I agree. Same here. I got the Zags winning it all. But I had Houston losing to Rutgers. And Rutgers were up, I believe, like eight or nine points with, like, four minutes left. And they blew that game. So, it's uh, I mean, it's it's a tournament. You know, this is the type of basketball we want to see. You know, may the best team win, but it all comes down to execution and discipline around this time of year.
0: I'm really excited for the USC Gonzaga game tonight. That's gonna be that's gonna
1: be crazy. Yeah, I don't think uh, the Zags have seen you know really the length that that they're going to see tonight. You know, they have a, a lottery pick. USC is an, uh, Evan Mobley. He's, he's pretty good, but I'm excited to see how they, they match up with those guys. Obviously the Zags are number, I think number one in the, the nation for scoring, you know, they, they play extremely well defense. That's really a 40 minute game. Like you can't take plays off. Like I had some buddies that were saying, um, against Creighton, like, yeah, it's a 12 and a half point spread. Like I'm going to take Creighton with the points. I'm like, all right, if you put this in perspective, the Zags really just need to win by six, seven points a half. That's two or three possessions. More than likely they're gonna get enough stops to, you know, make that lead. So I, I took the points. So I'm like them Zag is gonna win by thirteen or more. And who was victorious? <laughs> <laughs> I was victorious in that bet. So I mean it's it's analytics and it's also, you know, knowledge of the game. Like there's teams, you have to stick around with these teams for 40 minutes. Otherwise, an 8-0 run is literally the difference in a game. And they'll they'll make 8-0 runs, you know, two, three times a game. And they're going to defend on the other end. So it's, you know, it's tough. So the Zags are favored by, I believe, 8.5 tonight. Personally, I'm going to take that too. Just because they, they execute so well. They're a disciplined team. They defend. 8.5. Gonzaga winning by ten.
0: I'm excited for that game. I'm also pretty jacked for that UCLA Michigan game tonight as well. That's going to be a good one too. I mean, we're going to find out for sure if Michigan is a real deal tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm taking i uh, I'm taking Michigan's six the six and a half as well. I just I just believe that they play a better brand of basketball than than UCLA. UCLA has been fighting this entire tournament. They literally from the first four. And now they have a chance to go to the final four. So that's really unheard of. Shout out to the UCLA Bruins for you know, putting together a very unique season. And um, last night also, Arkansas, they, they fell to Baylor 81-72. Kind of the type of game I expected. You know, Baylor coming out with early energy. I think they were up 18 or 20 at a point. Arkansas had to put together some some runs themselves to come back think they got it within, like, six points, but with the tough Baylor team, it's, you know, you, you have to be the, the aggressor early to, to jump on them. If you, you playing from behind against Baylor, they're going to use that energy.
0: I'm, I'm actually pretty ashamed to admit this because um, my, my bracket was so lame this year because I wasn't able to divulge into the whole, whole realm of college basketball with how busy I've been with work and, and just maintaining having a baby and everything like that. But, I mean, I chose three number one seeds to make it to my uh,
1: to my final four. And it's looking pretty good right now. It's looking pretty, pretty good right now. I want to say I did the same thing too. Michigan, Baylor, and the Zags. Yes. You know The only yeah. thing that
0: I messed up, though, is I really wanted to see some Cinderella stuff with Cade Cunningham going to the ship. And, it, yeah, and I to bless to God, I felt like it was possible. He, he was doing the one-man show, got him within, what was it, like two points, four points, whatever it was. And then they never gave him the ball again.
1: That is true. Um, I definitely had them losing in the second round, so I didn't think they would go too far. But once they got the momentum back against Oregon State, I thought they were going to come back and take the lead, but they just they couldn't get over the hump. So, But I mean, in, I mean, an I mean, incredible I mean, freshman year from Cade Cunningham. Why don't you give him the rock? Give him the rock. Let him have. The, he got you there. What was that? Those are the game time decisions that the you know the players and coaches make and you know sometimes you have to go get it. Sometimes some people shy away from the moment. Oh, I don't I don't even say that Q it wasn't him. It was it was they didn't give him the rock,
0: man. All right, all right, all right, all right. I digress. Let's let's jump into the NBA. Um trade deadline recap. We had some pretty sweet moves. Um, I'd say as far as the trades go, maybe the biggest one was probably the Nuggets with Aaron Gordon, adding him to their starting lineup with, you know, the Joker, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. They're looking pretty scary on the offensive side of the floor. And Aaron, you know, at times he can defend pretty damn well as well. So I, I, I'm i pretty, pretty jacked about that trade.
1: Yeah, I think that's a huge uh... – you know, piece that they can add in for for depth. You know, they were already a pretty deep team. Adding him in the mix. I know they got rid of Gary Harris, but I mean, most of this year Gary has been out with some injuries anyway. So it's it's kind of like they weren't missing him. Although Gary's a great player, I love his game as well. You know, kind of a two way type of guy. Um, Aaron Gordon just you know provides a little more versatility. You know, in the paint. You know, he's starting to to shoot the three as well. So. I think him fitting in with a, a great passer as Jokic, you know, great scores and Jamal Murray, and uh, Will Barton, you know, that's a that's a good team for him. I'm glad he got out of Orlando because Orlando really isn't going anywhere. In the NBA. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really uh, up and down. They got they got some young talent there. I think they'll you know, rebuild for a couple of years, but it's good that Aaron Gordon got out of there because he can be on a, a contender.
0: You know, it's crazy, too, when you think about what they gave up. They gave up R.J. Hampton, who I think could be a good player down the road when he develops more. Um, I liked him a lot. But also, like you said, Gary Harris. But it's going to be a late first-round pick. When you really think about what you gave up and what you got, I mean, they they came out on top, man. That was a great move by the Nuggets. Got him for peanuts.
1: Yeah, it was definitely good value, you know. (laughs) Obviously, we know what type of player uh, Gordon is. And, you know, they gave up some young talent. But, you know, they're they're more so concerned about the now. You know, they're not in a rebuild situation. So, you know, the Nuggets, I think the Nuggets won in that situation. I'm sure most would agree as well. But um, I'm excited to see them play together. I think uh, he, he should be in the rotation sometime soon, if not tonight. I'm
0: also jacked for uh, the Victor Oladipo trade to the Heat. I mean, that was a smooth trade. And then they also got Belizia. The, the Heat did some low-key stuff. I thought they were about to be super nasty and pick up LaMarcus Aldridge as well. But he scorned them, I feel like, and ran away to the Nets. But let, let's stick to the Heat first. What do you think of that take?
1: Uh, It's great for the Heat. You know, they're they're already a, a pretty young team. They got some good talent. You know, I see that uh our boy Duncan Robinson was also in kind of some trade rumor mix, but... I'm glad he got to stick there and didn't, you know, have to be shipped off somewhere that he wasn't accustomed to and have to learn a new system. But all the Oladipo to the Heat, I think that provides a lot more, you know, stability on offense, you know, a lot more energy on both sides of the ball. He can score, obviously, we know that. He can defend. You know, he's a good teammate. It's just, uh, just more depth. You know, Jimmy Butler and him together, I think that'll be extreme. Plus, you got, you know, Hero still, Duncan, uh, Gordon Dragic, he's still there. They got some talent. I think they'll still make their, you know, Eastern Conference run. Uh, Do I see them getting past the Nets? Probably not, but I think that'll be kind of that final final four. We'll say Heat, Nets, Bucks, and Sixers. Those are going to be the final four teams in the playoffs.
0: And we know they're going to be dogs. I mean, they they're going to be battling regardless. They they're, they're going to go all out. I'm I'm excited to watch the playoffs. Um, another big trade that I saw was the uh, the Nikola Vucevic trade to the Bulls, which I thought was. I don't know. I wouldn't have made the trade. I would not have made the trade. Um.
1: Yeah. I don't. I think that's good for the Bulls. You know, they they need some more depth in that position I think their bigs are kind of you know non-existent I actually watched him last night versus Golden State and it was it was tough you know it's it was weird kind of seeing him in that system just because he it seemed like he didn't have as many touches obviously in Chicago as he would in Orlando because he was the focal point but him Levine you know I think they're they're in that rebuilding process as well with a lot of young talent so they're, they're grinded, you know, they're, they're going to be a better team in the in the next couple of years. And, you know, they're, they're making some moves.
0: The low key move that I love by them though, is that Daniel Tice move. I like that kid. I think he's nice.
1: Yeah. He's, he has a solid game. Usually, uh, you know, six 11 big that can step out and knock down the, the open jump shot, the open three, you know, from pretty much wherever, wherever on the floor set decent screens. He's going to, you know, he's going to play his role. You know, not one of those bigs that just you don't know what to expect from him. You, you know you're going to get, you know, a solid 8 to 12 points from him, some rebounds, big body. So, that's a, it's, it's a solid move for sure.
0: The trade, though. So, as far as I didn't love it for the Bulls with the, the Vucevic trade, but I did love it for the Magic. I mean, I feel like they squeezed every bit of juice out of that deal. They got those future first. They brought in Wendell Carter. I mean, to go along with R.J. Hampton, uh, they're already in the rebuild regardless. So I feel like they got some, I mean,
1: they did a little Sam Presti on them, gathered up some picks. Yeah, they got some good value, and, you know, obviously we know they're in the rebuild situation. So it's, uh, it's good that they got some future picks as well as, you know, a couple pieces to go along with it. But also, we got uh, Rajon Rondo to the other side of L.A. now. He goes from the Lakers to the Hawks to the Clippers for Lou Williams and two future second-round draft picks. How funny is I that? Know, I know they hate to see Lou go from L.A., but I think he's a, an Atlanta kid anyway, so it's nice to bring him back home. I'm sure he has a couple years left in him, and you know he's probably going to hang it up in, in Atlanta
0: you see how pissed he was? He said he was thinking about retiring.
1: Yeah, I did see that. Kind of sucks because you, you know with the Clippers, you're going to make the playoffs. Atlanta, I'm sure they're going to be fighting for the some good seeding spots, but as far as talent drop-off, you know, you go from playing with Ibaka, Pat Bev, Paul George, Kawhi, Nicholas Batum to Trey Young and some other young talent over there.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and then we also got the Norman Powell swap with Gary Trent, which I know Norman actually kind of been balling out for the Blazers since he got over there. But I think Gary Trent's gonna be the better player in the long run. I like that for the Raptors.
1: I think it was a pretty equal trade. You know, Norman Powell is a great player. I love his game. He's he can shoot the you know the the jumper. He can create for himself. He's a good playmaker. He can he can jump as well. Great athlete. And you know the Blazers receiving that, but they're giving up Rodney Hood, who's been battling some injuries here and there. He's a solid player. Gary Trent is still getting better; he's developing still. Great two-way player. I feel like he was just kind of coming out into his own role with the Blazers, and uh you know they had to let him go. But I think he'll they'll do great things over in Toronto as well. I think they just didn't want to pay him. Yeah. That's also true. Is I'm sure he's has a an extension coming up soon, I think, what's this, this year four, year three or four for him?
0: I think think next
1: year he's about to get paid, so I think they just were like, hey, man, we can't even afford you, so. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, you know, CJ has a hundred plus, Dame's getting, you know, 200 plus, I mean, yeah, he's going to need something, so it was good value for, you know, for him, obviously, they're they're not going to be able to pay him, so it's a business, too, but, Andre Drummond to the Lakers.
0: I know. You know That, that was going to get into that one, too, for the buyouts. That one's just crazy, dude. I mean, ha, do you think we've ever had as big of a name that much in their prime of their career? I mean, usually buyouts are people on the back end of their careers. You know, they're in their 30s or something. This dude's 27. He might not even be at his prime yet.
1: It's... uh it's a new new era, man. We're seeing, you know, players that just understand that the, their role with the team isn't, I'm not going to say isn't big enough, but they just feel like it isn't going anywhere. So, you know, we had our years, you know, myself as a Spurs fan with LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, he, he produced some some solid years. Unfortunately, we couldn't get him, you know, the, the ultimate goal or ring, but yeah, it's tough, man. We're we're happy he came. You know, we're happy for his time here, and you know, it sucks to see him go. But you, know, you got to do what's best for you, your family, your career. And he also took a veteran's minimum, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, the Nets.
0: Yeah, but so. I think he he still gets the rest of his contract. I don't. I only think he gave back like six mil or whatever on the rest of his deal. It might even be less than that. And same Drummond, I think only gave back what the vet's minimum would have been, so he's still making the same salary.
1: Yeah, I'm sure uh, that's the the least of their concerns. They're the the ring chase
0: The only one who really gave back a a decent amount, I think, was Blake Griffin, and still it was like losing six mil. It it was like nothing. I mean, what what's that to a guy who's already got 250 in the bank? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely definitely understand that part. You know, obviously you want to put yourself in a position to to be able to be in the, the NBA finals. And, you know, obviously for both of those guys, uh, this is the best opportunity and we should just be excited to see a Nets Lakers finals. The thing, yeah, that that's what I want to see. I'm really hoping that's what we see.
0: Um, the thing though, that I want to, I want to jump back into the Andre Drummond deal. This is my thoughts. And tell me if you think I'm way off from hitting the nail on the head. Um, the problem with Drummond, obviously he's been on some terrible teams, so he's been asked to do a lot. I'm wondering when he joins the Lakers and starts playing with LeBron and, and AD, obviously he's going to still have the reins because those guys are out. But when when they're back, do you think he's going to be able to take on that JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard role where, or DeAndre Jordan type role where he's going to block shots, he's going to rebound, he's just going to do putback dunks, or he's going to have oops? You know, is he going to do that? Because right now he loves doing – I think he leads the league in, in uh, what, what post-up shots. It's kind of – it's kind of that's kind of out. That's not really the game anymore.
1: Yeah, so with the, um, him going over to L.A., I think, you know, they're going to find, you know, a, a role for him. Obviously, with LeBron and AD being out at the moment, he's going to have a little more Ranger freedom. But when they get back in, he's going to be, you know, that interior guy for them. You know, they're going to do some high-low action with him and AD. You know, there's going to be more lobs being thrown for sure. You know, he's, him and AD are going to hit the glass hard. I think it's going to be tough for a lot of teams to really rebound against that lineup. You know, LeBron, AD. Just think about this. LeBron, AD. You got Kuzma still. You got Drummond. KCP. Like that's you know, that's a big lineup just with oh, those yeah. four. I don't you know. Do so you think Kuz is gonna start for them with that? No. He'll yeah. he'll still be off the bench, but I just you know, obviously you, you mix up lineups in different times of the game, but there's literally a lineup right there you can have, and your shortest player, you know, would be the next guard. So you got LeBron 6'8, 6'9, Kuzma 6'10, Drummond, you know, 6'11, 7 feet, AD seven feet. I mean, you can bring in a guard that's, you know, six, six two, six three, whatever. That's just a big-ass lineup. Like, who, who's matching up with that? It's a good, it. great size, but, I mean, obviously, basketball is, uh, you know, it's very mental, so I'm going to try to get some ball screens to get, you know, one of those bigs out on guards, but they can all defend. They're long. That's if that's he that's can buy,
0: in, buy into
1: the role, they're going to be unbelievable. If they can buy For into sure. the role. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't think he would have gone there without having the mindset that he couldn't buy into that. Everyone buys into where, whatever LeBron's doing. Before we, we dive- seen that. <laughs> Before we dive into the rest of those buyouts,
0: I mean, we, we'll just brush over these. The Mavs traded for J.J. Redick. Celtics got Evan Fournier. Um, George Hill to the Sixers. They swung and missed on Kyle Lowry. Um, and then when we get into the buyouts, obviously, Lamarcus Aldridge ran to the Nets. Gorgie, Jang, went to the Spurs. He's your little replacement. I don't know what you think about that one. I'm curious to hear it. Jeff Teague went to the Bucks. your other team. Let me know what you're thinking.
1: As far as Gorgie, um, I mean, he's, he's an all right center. You know, he's that role player. You know, he's not going to do too much outside of his role. You know, he'll take some open threes. You know, he'll be down as a paint present, but I'm not expecting a Lamarcus Aldridge type of presence from him. I mean, he's there to do what he does. That's that's what I'll look for in his game. Now, if he starts trying to do other stuff that's outside of his comfort zone, then yeah, not so much. But I mean it's a decent piece. I'm not I'm not too mad about that. He'll he'll fit into the system. He's a he's a good player. But as I said, I don't have high expectations for him. J.J. Redick to the Mavs, I think that's nice just because with such a great primary ball handler and playmaker in Luka, while he's doing his thing and Porzingis is, you know, doing his thing, you can be running Redick off of doubles. And, you know, he's going to knock down shots for you. Good shooters are going to hit shots. Still got Tim Hardaway as well, Jr. I think he helps them a lot. Just in Get that, the space you know, on the floor. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think he's going to start J.J. If he comes off the bench, that's, that's solid. You can still run him off single doubles, you know, that stagger action. And, you know, that's going to open up Luca's game even more. He's a I great passer. I like,
0: feel like, like they miss Seth, Seth Curry so much. And they just, they found the replacement. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. It's a good fit. Great fit for him.
0: Oh yeah. And then uh, you know, the Wolves. Unfortunately, the Wolves keep sneaking in W's here and there, screwing up their chances of securing their top three pick. We already have like a fifty-six point seven percent chance of giving the the pick to the Warriors. And if they keep winning, they're
1: really screwing it off. What are we doing? Yeah, I don't see them winning uh more games than the Warriors this year. I think the Warriors are starting to, you know, find find some offensive rhythm. Curry just came back last night and scored 30 plus. So I, th- I think he's gonna he's gonna will them to some wins for sure. Well, I'm not, I'm not even worried about
0: that. I'm talking about so let's let's look at the standings right now. Let me see here. Eastern Conference, Pistons got 13 wins, Magic got 15, Cavs 17, Wizards 17. Western Conference, Wolves 11, Rockets 13. Dude. We They'll could have more easily wins mess up and get more wins than the Pistons or the Rockets.
1: Yeah, probably. What the hell are they doing? But even if you're in that situation and you get a top three pick, who are you selecting out of this This draft, you go number one. You take Cade. You get number
0: one. You take Cade. The the top five players in this year's draft are locks.
1: They're locks. The talent in this year's draft is unbelievable. It is a it's a great draft, but um, you do pick up Cade, and you're also you know you got a team full of two guards and three guards. Or you and just picked up he Edwards. Wants, he wants
0: the Rockets 2.0. Th- that's what he signed up for. That's, uh, that's what Garrison
1: wants. I don't know about that. You got Edwards still. You still got Josh. You still got Beasley. You got um. Forgot the, the other tall dude's name. Uh, J.D. McDaniel's. No, nah, that wasn't who I was thinking of. Talking about Cat. No, nah, I know Cat whatever it doesn't matter he, he's uh another forward like a three four I mean they're they're pretty wing guard heavy i don't I don't know if they if that's the, the move that they would take
0: I mean even even if they're like three and they get Evan Mobley I would be I'd be all about getting the next Anthony Davis or Chris Bosch or that combination of something I mean he'd be dirty yeah, either
1: either way it would be a, a, a solid you know potential pick. You know, they're going to grow into a a solid player, young organization with a young team. I don't know. It's going to be a a very interesting draft with seeing who gets the top five picks.
0: All right, man. Well, let's wrap this one up. We'll do one next week on uh, the NFL. Catch up on some of that. I appreciate you coming on, Q.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Until next time.